Praise the Lord. Well, you may be seated. I have some things in my heart that I want to uh, at least start on this morning, and uh, it has to do with uh, your spirit, your spiritual life. Uh, if you wouldn't uh, mind, could turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, we're going to look at verse 23. And let's, let's bring it up in the Amplified Version. And uh, right before we read it together, we'll pray and believe God together. Let's pull it up in the Amplified. Thank you so much. Father, we are, are, are so grateful indeed for the privilege of coming together, of being together and gathering in your name. We love you and we worship you. Lord, I pray that as we look at the word of God today, that the spirit of the Lord would minister to each and every heart. Taylor, make this message to all of us, I pray. Lord, we are, we are certainly careful ahead of time to give you the glory, to give you the praise for all that you'll do in this time together. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. amen. All right, so let's read this one together. And may the God of peace, go ahead and read, himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, Make you pure and holy, consecrated to God. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved, sound and complete, and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now notice that phrase in there, spirit and soul and body. It is the will of God for you to be preserved completely sound until the Lord comes back. Amen. That is the plan of God. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a physical body. With your spirit, you contact God who is a spirit. With your mind and your will and your emotions, certainly you contact this emotional realm but with your soul and your spirit together in one accord, that makes for a dynamic duo right there. Now, since it is the will of God for us to be standing complete and to be whole at his return, whether that be the rapture of the church or whether it be your time to go on to be with the Lord, I believe that there are some things that we can do to position ourselves to be sound and to be complete. Now, don't misunderstand me. We are complete in Him already. Amen? For He is the head of all principality and power. But when He talks about being sound and complete here, what He's saying is you being the full package, being together... Nothing missing and nothing broken. Amen? Now, in order to have that and to achieve that in our lives, there's got to be some spiritual development. Because everything that happens in your outside life begins in your inside life. There is some spiritual training that must take place in my life and in your life, if we are going to walk in this kind of soundness 
that is available to us. And so in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 and 8, notice this verse with me. And I'm going to read it from the message translation. We're going to talk about being spiritually fit, or you could call it in training, or growing up spiritually. We'll get the right title over the weeks here. But it says, stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. And then verse 8. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so. Far more so. Natural exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable not only for the life to come, but for the life which now is. Where you are right now is where you is. And so he says, but a disciplined life in God is far more so making you fit both, what now? Making you fit both today and what? Is it the will of God for you and I to be fit spiritually today? Amen. And so these are extremely important truths for us to lay hold of and grab a hold of and do. And the whole area is so vast that it may take quite a while for us to cover it. But thank God we've got some time. I love what the Amplified Version says about verse 7. He says, Train yourself toward godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. Keeping yourself spiritually fit. Since the Word of God tells us to keep ourselves spiritually fit, then it must be possible for Christians to be spiritually unfit. Is that right? Spiritually unfit, or we could say it this way, spiritually non or undisciplined. Now, if you look at the word discipline, you'll see within that word the sense of disciple. Disciple. A disciple is a learner. A disciple is not just a learner, but a disciple is a follower who takes what he's learned and does what he's learned. A disciplined follower of Jesus Christ, a disciplined follower and doer of God's Word, will make you spiritually fit. And you want to be... (laughs) In this day in which we live, you want to be spiritually fit. Naturally speaking, it's much better to be physically fit than it is to be physically unfit. 
But more importantly, it's extreme, extremely important and extremely valuable for you and me to stay, to be spiritually fit so that when things come to us to try to knock us off or knock us away from our walk with God, we'll have been so well trained that we'll know exactly what to do. We will have within us, if you will, our spiritual senses so strong and to be able to discern that which comes against us, our spiritual reflexes will just go into motion. Amen. Now, I'm going to look and see if I've got this. I think I might. How many of you have heard of a guy by the name of Joe Frazier? Joe Frazier said some very interesting things um, about being spiritually fit and, and actually physically fit. And I don't think I brought it, so we'll bring it in next week. So, the NLT says... Train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits, I said benefits, do you enjoy having benefits? You know, that reminds me of Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, all of his benefits. So he's saying here then that this spiritual training of godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and in the life which is to come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Spiritually fit. In training. So that when the storms of this life come, and when the floods arise, and the winds blow, you will not be shaken or moved because your life and your house is built upon the rock. And when we talk about our house and our life being built on the rock, Now, we know that's Jesus, don't we? But it is also the rock of revelation knowledge. And revelation knowledge is a knowledge that you have from his word that goes way out beyond your head into your heart. And that revelation knowledge, for it to be active in my life, is to hear his word And to do his word. Amen. Now, let's just track this through a little bit this morning. What do you see? Y'all with me? All right. So first and foremost, to be spiritually fit, to develop spiritually, we must feed our spirit faith food. Not junk food. But faith food. Everyone say faith food. I discovered this, that God's Word contains the proper nutrients for developing my spirit 
and to build a strong spirit. Notice with me in verse 6 of 1 Timothy chapter 4. Well, let's look at the King James Version. This is a great verse of Scripture. He said, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things. That's exactly what I'm doing today. I'm putting the brothers and the sisters in remembrance of these things. Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Now notice this phrase here. Nourished up in the words of doubt. Nourished up in the words of complexity. No. There is no nourishment in doubt. There is no nourishment in fear. But oh, there's nourishment in the words of faith. Oh, man. There is such great nourishment in the words of faith in that Bible, in your Bible. And of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained nourishment, spiritual nourishment. Now, we all know about physical nourishment and how important that that is. But this is speaking of being nourished spiritually. So this is where the development, the growth, the training of our spirits begins is by making sure that we are taking in words of faith. Everyone say words of faith. faith. Now, Williams' translation of this one verse says, feeding your own soul on the truths of faith. Feeding your own soul on the words of faith. 20th century New Testament says this, sustained by the precepts of the faith and of that good teaching. I'm telling you, the word of faith, when it is taught proficiently and accurately under the anointing, is good teaching. And not only is it just good teaching, and not only will it inspire you, but it will also inform you and enable you to be fit for whatever is on the horizon in your life. Amen. Amen. Nourished up in the words of faith. And so it will require discipline to stay nourished. It will require discipline on my part and your part to come to the table and eat. You see, there are times where we all come to be fed. And this is one of those times. But we don't have continuous services going on 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Of course, you can look on the website and get that. But there's great value in you coming to the table yourself. In you taking notes in what's been preached, and you looking at the scriptures, and you meditating on those scriptures until they become a part of your inner man, then your spirit will start to get strong, your spirit will be nourished, and you will be on your way 
to growing and developing and you'll just grow in the grace of God and you'll get stronger and stronger and stronger in the Lord and in the power of His might. And so God's Word is nourishment. Look at your neighbor and say, God's Word. It is nourishment to my spirit. Mm-mm-mm. So good. So good. Look at Job 23, verse 12, amplified version. Job 23, 12. Put the word first place. In every situation that arises, you should be able to know what does, word, what does God's word say about this. What does the Word say? And whatever the Word has to say is what we must say. Whatever the Word has to say, I will say. Whatever the Word has to say, I will say because I agree with His will. His word is his will, and his will is his word, and God has expressed his will in words concerning your life. So concerning your life is the will of God for you to walk in a place of strength, in a place of being fit, and in a place of being nourished. Amen. Glory to God. Job 23, verse 12 in the Amplified says, He says, I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. Is it possible to walk with the Word and to walk with God and then draw back? It certainly is. The Scripture says, If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So here's one big key then to developing spiritually is the quality decision. <laughs> I ain't looking back, and I'm not going back. I've come too far down this road of faith to look behind me. I've come too far on this path of life and this path of faith to be distracted by those that are on the side of the road in the ditch. And I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about devils, demons, and evil spirits trying to lure you off the path and get you off the word and in fear and in doubt and in unbelief. Hallelujah. I'm not going back. How about you? I ain't going back. I'm not going back from the commandment of his lips. Now, here's what Job said. He says, because I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Now this word esteem there, if you're taking notes, this word esteem means to hide, to hoard, <laughs> to store, and to lay up. This is one good place where it's good to be a hoarder. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> you all know about hoarding's not a good thing. But oh man, you should hoard up the word. You should store up the Word. 
You should put large, large dosage of God's medicine in your spirit. For as it is in your heart, then it is from the abundance of the heart that the mouth is going to speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak whatever's in the heart. So here's another key to developing and to being training spiritually. Make sure that you're guarding your heart and that you're keeping your heart from things that shouldn't be in your heart. Amen? Amen. One thing that can get in a person's heart real quick is strife. You know, unforgiveness and bitterness. Those things have just flat got to be let go. You're not doing yourself any good by holding on to a grudge. You're not. I'm not. We're not. Us ain't. Usins, youins, weins. We ain't doing ourselves any good. Holding on to some bitterness. John Maxwell says you can either be bitter or you can get better. Doers of the word let bitterness go and doers of the word get better. Hallelujah. And that's the kind of life that Jesus came to give you. He came to give you and me a far better life. It isn't a good life when you're holding resentment. When you're holding unforgiveness. No, it's a life of defeat there. It's a life that's open to the enemy. So, train yourself then in whatever comes your way. What does the Word say? Does the Word of God tell you to walk in offense? Does the Word of God tell you to be resentful? Does the Word of God tell you to be full of fret? How about this? Does the Word of God tell us to be touchy? Huh? Touchy, 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 touchy. I didn't get my way. Wah. Wah. Wimpy baby. See, we're not talking about baby stuff here. We're talking about being spiritually fit and growing spiritually. So what does the Word say? If someone talks about you, someone lies about you, what does the Bible say? You've got to know what the Word says. Because if you don't know what the Word says, you'll never do what the Word says because a lack of knowledge will cause you to be destroyed. What does the Word say? Here's what the Word says about walking in love and in freedom from strife and freedom from offense. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says love is patient. Love endures long. Love is kind. Love is not envious. Love does not puff oneself up. God's love on the inside of you and the inside of me is not touchy. It's not fretful. Or it's not resentful. The love of God on the inside of me and you, glory to God, it believes the best of every person. <laughs> and here's what the Word says, love never fails. So then, if you're really in training spiritually, 
you'll know what to do when strife comes your way. And strife is a deadly, deadly force that the enemy will use to try to get you off this path of life. Amen. As a matter of fact, and we're just going with this today because this wasn't in my notes. But let's just go with it. What do you say? It says where strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. Yeah, but I've got my say. I've got my say. I've got my rights. I've got this and I've got that. Yes, if you're living out of your flesh and not living out of your spirit. Walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust or the selfishness of the flesh. Yeah, pastor, but you don't know what they said. You don't know what they did. I don't know. I don't want to know. And you should stop thinking about it. <laughs> stop rehearsing the past. Let it go. And point to your future with great faith and expectancy. And know that the Lord is good to you all the time. And he'll carry you through that and bring you into a greater place of your walk with him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo, glory. Glory to God. And so, this is a fight. This is a fight. It's a fight to keep your flesh under. It's a fight not to say what you so badly want to say. It is a fight to keep your body under. And it cannot be done through natural, physical training, and power. It can only be done by staying spiritually fit and keeping your body under and bringing it into subjection to your spirit and to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So back to this thought. It's a fight. It's a fight. Uh, Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, and let's look at verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I praise you, my my Father. (laughs) Notice this here now. It says, fight, and that's where most people stop. (laughs) <laughs> start fighting one another start fighting the government you know fighting one another this warfare is not with flesh and blood fight now notice what kind of fight it is it's notice the good fight of what when you're walking by faith and not by sight and you're walking out of a developed 
well-trained spirit and you're used to being a doer of God's word, this fight of faith is good because you know that in him you always triumph. So don't back down from the fight. Don't be afraid of the fight. Just get ready, be trained, be well-developed, and you'll know that this good fight of faith is a fight that you're going to win. And you may have fallen several times (laughs) into strife. You may have been one of those people that just said and said and said what your flesh wanted to say over and over and over and over again. But those days can come to an end. I said those days can come to an end. If you'll do what the Word says. Now, fight the good fight of faith. And then he says, lay hold on what kind of life? Lay hold on what? Lay hold on eternal life or lay hold on eternal zoe, the life of God, the life of God and the life that God has and has deposited into you. So as we fight this good fight of faith, And as we lay hold of what God has deposited on the inside of us, we'll not have to yield to those things that we've yielded to time and time again. But rather we can yield to the life of God. Put your hands right here and say this, pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I purpose in my heart to lay hold on what's on the inside, what you've deposited in me. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. The life of God is in me now. I lay hold of that. I walk in spiritual development. I walk in spiritual training. Therefore, I'll no longer yield to the lusts and selfishness of the flesh. But by faith, I shall walk in the Spirit. And I will partake of all that belongs to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that was a little side journey, but that's good. That's a good side journey for us. So in all of life, in every crisis of life, whatever you may face, you've got to know what the Word says. Now, look with me at Psalm 119, verse 103, and we'll look at this in the uh, message translation. You all listen so good you could preach another 80 minutes. Psalm 103, or Psalm 119, uh, verse 103, message Your words are so choice. You ever had a a nice choice steak? You you ever had a nice choice prime rib? Yeah? A nice, I mean, choice prime rib. Not prime rib they serve at Denny's. 
but I'm talking about something. Choice that sure enough causes your flesh to rejoice. You know, it's, it's scriptural. The Bible says we're going to eat the good of the land. And I'm a doer of that. How about you? Amen. But now notice. He said, your words are so choice. Not USDA, prime. So tasty. Oh, taste. And see that the Lord is good. He says, I prefer them to the best home cooking. You ever had some good home cooking? I got good home cooking all the time. But he says, your words are so choice, so tasty. My preference is over that to the best home cooking. Then the good news is you can have both. Now let's look over at Psalm 119, verse 28. Psalms 119, verse 28, Amplified. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You can stop that storm. You can stop that warfare in your soul if you will stop yielding to fear and yielding to the deception Stop thinking thoughts of defeat and begin thinking thoughts of victory. Speak to the storm, peace be still, and speak to your soul, peace be still, and then take in of my word and be nourished in your spirit by words of faith and strengthened with might by my spirit. And that which has come against you has no choice but to stop, to decease, and to desist in its maneuvers. For I am on your side, and I'm going before you, and I'm working in you and through you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Psalm 119, verse 28. Look at the part B of this. Part B, it says, Raise me up and strengthen me or nourish me according to the promises of what? You remember what Jeremiah said, don't you? Jeremiah was not a bullfrog, by the way. <laughs> Jeremiah said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and, my, and thy word was unto me the joy and what? Rejoicing of my heart. Now let's pull that one up, verse 16 of Jeremiah 15 in the message translation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Build an atmosphere of my word, says the Lord. Make certain that you are equipped with the tools all around you of my word. Play it. Hear it. Sing it, worship with it, wherever you are, and you will be well nourished in the words of faith. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Give place to me, says the Lord. Give place. Giving place to me is not giving place to the enemy. But giving place to me and to my word and to my presence will always cause the enemy to run and will always cause him to flee. Those things that have weighed you down will no longer be a factor as you give place to me. For I've declared in my word that staying in my word and doing my word will set you free. Say it with me, the truth sets me free. Did you get what the Lord just said? Give place. Give place. Give place. Please give place. When your words showed up, I ate them. (laughs) And I swallowed them whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a feast. What delight I took in being yours, O God, God of the angel armies. So in conclusion as we probably got about a tenth of what I intended to get out today. But you know, you come ready to preach, and God has other plans. You just need to flow with Him. You just need to say what He wants to say. And I believe He did today. Amen. Let's take heed to that. The Word of His grace will build you up, give you an inheritance. It'll make you strong. And here's what will happen. If you go to the, the, the natural gymnasium, and, and I go, but man, I don't lift much weight. I just lift enough weight to whatever. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not out to be Charles Atlas Jr. No, thank you. But here's what you'll find. As you, as you work on yourself physically, you'll get more fit. You'll get stronger. Same thing's true spiritually. In closing, let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Amplified version. Now here's what I know. That a well-developed spirit, being trained spiritually, will bring strength into your life and it will get you through anything. 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 It'll get you through. In Ephesians 6.10, King James says, Be strong, Lord, power of his might. Let's read this together. Verse 10. Ready, read. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Let's stand up and let's pray and let's believe God this morning together. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our voice.